Hello, my name is Miruna from the Skeptics in Romania podcast and I'm bringing you the skeptical news from around the world. Another fake plastic surgeon has been arrested by Philadelphia authorities after she nearly killed a 23-year-old woman during a silicone butt implant procedure. Bail was set at $10 million for Padge Victoria Winslow, aged 42, who has also been linked to the death of a British woman following a similar procedure one year ago. Known as the Black Madam, Winslow was arrested right before she was going to host a pumping party, police said. Winslow had been walking free for more than a year since Claudia Seye Aderotimi died after receiving a butt injection at an airport hotel on the 7th of February 2011. Authorities did not charge her in that case because they were still awaiting toxicology tests of the injected substance. However, they went through with the arrest after learning of the latest victim. It's similar to the Aderotimi case, Lieutenant John Walker said. What allegedly happened is Padge Victoria injected her, hit a blood vessel, the substance entered her bloodstream and went through and landed in her lungs. In a YouTube video posted last year, Winslow seemed unfazed by the negative publicity brought on by the criminal case and implied that people were still coming to her for injections. Out of everything that is going on, my phone is still ringing with girls wanting to come, she said. A couple have been found guilty of murdering a teenager they had accused of using witchcraft. Eric Bikubi, 28, and Magali Bamu, aged 29, from London, had denied killing Bamu's 15-year-old brother, Christy. He drowned in a bath on Christmas Day in 2010 during torture to produce exorcism. Bikubi had admitted manslaughter on the grounds of diminished responsibility, but the prosecution rejected his plea. The pair are both originally from the Democratic Republic of Congo. During the trial, jurors heard Christie was in such pain after three days of attacks in which knives, sticks, metal bars and a hammer and chisel were used that he begged to die before slipping under the water. Christie had been killed while he and his siblings were visiting Bikubi and Bamu for Christmas. During the stay, Bikubi turned on them, accusing them of bringing kindoki or witchcraft into his home. Christie had refused to admit to sorcery and witchcraft and his punishments in a deliverance ceremony became more horrendous until he admitted to being a sorcerer. Judge David Paget, who was presiding over his last trial before retiring, told the jury of seven women and five men the case was so harrowing he was exempting them from jury service for the rest of their lives. Christie's family said they hoped comfort could be drawn from his death through raising awareness of the plight of children accused of witchcraft or spirit possession and promote the need to safeguard children's rights. There are now 36 laboratory-confirmed measles cases in and around Liverpool and the numbers are continuing to grow. A further 35 probable cases are under investigation and numerous reports from GPs are in the process of being followed up. The majority of cases are children under the age of 5 who were not vaccinated at the optimum age of 13 months and babies and toddlers who are too young to be vaccinated. A small number of adults has also been affected. The advice to parents is to contact their GPs and arrange for any unvaccinated children to be protected by MMR vaccine as soon as possible. Dr. Roberto Vivancos had this to say. If parents aren't sure if their children have previously been vaccinated, they should check with their family doctor. MMR protects against measles, mumps and rubella, three illnesses that can be very serious. 
Measles is an infectious viral illness that is spread when infected people cough or sneeze. The most common symptoms are fever, cough, sore eyes, and a rash that develops 3 to 4 days after the onset of illness, starting with the face and head and spreading down the body. The first dose of MMR is normally given to children when they reach the age of 13 months. A second dose is given between the ages of 3 and 4 years before the child goes to school. A federal class action challenges a business's claims that boiled flowers mixed with brandy can bring back joy and cheerfulness when gloom descends for no obvious reason. The complaint challenges that a line of Bach flower remedies sold in California, United States, are effective and properly advertised. According to the complaint, Dr. Edward Bach devised his own brand of remedies after working in homeopathy at the beginning of the 20th century. He propounded these remedies as a means of counteracting various negative states of mind such as fear, anxiety, uncertainty, insufficient interest in present circumstances, loneliness and oversensitivity, among others. The complaint does not explicitly say it, but those are hallmarks of what has come to be known as depression. Bach flower remedies are prepared in two ways following Dr. Bach's precise directions. In the sun method, fully opened flower heads, still fresh with dew, are floated on the surface of pure spring water in a glass bowl and left for a few hours in the sunshine, whereas in the boiling method, that is generally used for trees and bushes, the branches and leaves are boiled in water for half an hour. In both methods, the plant matter is removed and, according to Dr. Bach, the water retains the vibrations of the flower. The liquid, called the mother tincture, is filtered and mixed with brandy, which acts as a preservative. Nelson's advice that its crab-apple remedy helps the consumer accept his-her physical imperfections and feel better about the way they are, the complaint states. Plaintiff Kim Allen says that the active ingredient, malus pumila, even if present, is so greatly diluted as to be effectively non-existent in the product, such that the product is ineffective for its intended uses. She says she spent $3.99 on the crab-apple remedy and would not have done so but for the false advertising. She seeks class damages of more than $5 million and wants Nelson's enjoined from advertising its remedies with false claims. And now for some news in science. A NASA spacecraft circling Saturn has discovered a wispy oxygen atmosphere on the ringed planet's icy moon, Dione, but its atmosphere is 5 trillion times less dense than the air at Earth's surface, scientists say. Dione's atmosphere was detected by NASA's Cassini spacecraft, which spotted an ultra-thin layer of oxygen ions of just one ion for every 11 cubic centimeters of space, but it's still enough to qualify as an atmosphere. We now know that Dione, in addition to Saturn's rings and the moon Rhea, is a source of oxygen molecules, Cassini team member Robert Tokar said in a statement. This shows that molecular oxygen is actually common in the Saturn system and reinforces that it can come from a process that doesn't involve life. Dione is one of Saturn's smaller moons and is less than 1,200 kilometers wide. It orbits Saturn once every 2.7 days at roughly the same distance as that between Earth and its moon, according to a NASA description. The oxygen on Dione may potentially be created by solar photons or high-energy particles that bombard the Saturn moon's ice-covered surface, kicking up oxygen ions in the process, Tokar explained. Another idea suggests that the geologic processes on Dione could feed the moon's atmosphere, researchers added. Dione is by no means the only rocky body with an atmosphere in our solar system. 
thick atmospheres cover the planets Earth, Venus, and Mars, as well as Saturn's largest moon, Titan. A thin atmosphere on Saturn's moon Rhea, one similar to that of Dione, was also detected in 2010, NASA officials said. A study purporting to find a link between abortions and mental illness does not hold up to scrutiny, according to a new report in the Journal of Psychiatric Research. The original study conducted by Priscilla Coleman of Bowling Green State University in Ohio has been a source of contention since its publication in 2009 when critics pointed out flaws in the statistical analysis. Those errors triggered the correction by Coleman and her colleagues, but outside researchers found other problems with the paper. Most importantly, the original researchers included mental health ailments not only after abortion but all across the lifespan, making it impossible to know whether the psychological problems came before or after the procedure. This is not a scholarly difference of opinion. Their facts are flatly wrong. This was an abuse of the scientific process to reach conclusions that are not supported by the data, study researcher Julia Steinberg, an assistant professor in the University of California, San Francisco's Department of Psychiatry, said in a statement. The shifting explanations and misleading statements that they offered over the past two years served to mask their serious methodological errors. In what may be the biggest daily tornado outbreak on record for March, an entire month's worth of twisters struck in a single day. The nation's Storm Prediction Center received 81 reports of tornadoes on the 2nd of March, according to data filtered to remove duplicate reports of tornadoes. For the entire month of March, the 10-year average number of tornadoes is 87 in the United States, according to the Weather Channel's severe weather expert Greg Forbes. The National Weather Service's storm survey teams have not yet confirmed the tornado report, so these numbers could change. But if the numbers hold, the outbreak could go down as the largest single-day outbreak in March history. At least 33 people died during yesterday's severe weather, according to news reports. In Kentucky, at least 17 people died. A suspected EF4 twister, the second highest strength on the tornado damage scale, hit Indiana, where at least 14 died. A warm spell in a low-dipping jet stream are fueling the monster storms that are spawning tornadoes across a wide swath of the country, weather experts said. The severe storm risk area covered is an estimated 162 million people, or 56% of the United States, according to weather experts at the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. A robo-bunny developed at the University of British Columbia can mediate its users' emotions, calming them down or cheering them up by lending them through deep breathing exercises, for example. The robo-bunny also has a pulse and can stiffen or relax its ears. But for now, users of the robo-bunny need to be wired up to biometric sensors for the rabbit to sense the user's emotional state and react. You can't seriously expect kids to be wired up with sensors while they're using this, said Karen McLean, a professor of computer science at UBC and the leader of the lab in which the bunny was developed. The smart fur could lead to a new generation of robot pets capable of interacting with owners. Developed by graduate student Anna Flagg, the sensor, right now just a square blob a few inches long, can tell the difference between a pet, a scratch, even a breath, and ultimately will recognize up to 30 gestures. The end goal of this would be to try to infer a person's emotional state given how they're touching the fur, Flag said. The wired version of the haptic creature, Robot Rabbit, began as a theoretical experiment by PhD student Steve Johannon. The wired version of the haptic creature, 
Robot Rabbit began as a theoretical experiment by PhD student Steve Yohannon, who was interested in learning whether the language of touch was universal. That is, whether everyone expresses emotion through touch and interpret other touches in the same way. Flag's pilot study seems to show that they can. I was nervous when I was running the study because I thought there's no way the sensor will be able to learn a pattern here, she said. The seven volunteers recruited to scratch and pet the first sensor all had their own ways of interacting with the blob, but enough similarities emerged that the system could tell the difference. There's much more research needed, though. And now for some local news from Romania. Romanian students of robotics from the Babish Boya University in Cluj have de- developed a hungry and polite trash can. They presented their invention at the Intelligent Robots competition, U-Bots. The special trash can can thank people who throw their trash inside and promptly adds it was very tasty. The invention has motion sensors that activate every time somebody throws something inside and is independent from the electrical grid. The well-bred trash can turned out to be the star of the competition. There are talking trash cans even in Disneyland, but this one is special because it works on solar power. This was Miruna for The Skeptical Reporter. This show was recorded today, the 7th of March, 2012. Thank you for listening.